This is the Modern Therapist Consumer Guide, a series of special episodes to help modern therapists navigate products and services specifically designed for therapists and their clients. We dig deeply into the companies, the people, and the products and services so you can make smart decisions in building your practice and serving your clients. You're listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide, where therapists live, breathe, and practice as human beings. To support you as a whole person and a therapist, here are your hosts, Kurt Widhelm and Katie Vernoy. Hey, Modern Therapists. Welcome back to the Modern Therapist Consumer Guide. In this part of our series, we are looking at the ins and outs of how to make a fantastic website and part of your marketing plan. We are joined by the very, very wonderful Kat Valentine, who helped create our website over at therapyreimagined.com. And we have enjoyed our experience so much with Kat and are so happy to give a platform here to talk about really good quality websites and marketing work. So Kat, we always start with who are you and what are you putting out into the world? Well, since you've already introduced me by name, I think that probably the question has to do with who am I as a person? (laughs) I'm a web developer that has been doing this for a very long time. Been doing this since 1998, before there were images on websites. So I saw the very first image, the the browser was able to display an image and it was all very exciting. So I've been doing it for a long time and I've grown up in the industry. And now I'm helping therapists in private practice do custom websites to help them in their business. But that's just my product. I think what I put out is more of a vibe than anything. And that's that's actually what I intend to do is involve the person who's asking us to develop a website, involve them in the process so that they're 100% comfortable with what they're purchasing and what they end up with. And I focus a lot on knowledge and education for that. One of the things that we like to do is to help therapists avoid making mistakes. And if other therapists have made these kinds of mistakes before, we'd love to help our audience not have to go through that same learning process. What do you see that therapists often get wrong when putting together their websites and their marketing plans? I would say the absolute most important thing that they get wrong is being afraid of their lack of knowledge. And just telling the designer or developer, just tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. Because you're placing the responsibility for your entire business presence onto that developer. And the reality is, you don't have the skill set or expertise to evaluate who you're hiring. But... You have years of education and you have private practice and you've worked through everything that that involves. So you just have to be brave enough to trust your own intelligence and do a little bit of legwork and try to understand what you're asking for. And just know that you can educate yourself. And I know that's not a clean answer like, oh, just make sure you have your color palette picked out before you... (laughs) (laughs) Because it really isn't. Those kinds of things will come naturally through the process as your marketing plan will, what you plan to do with social media and search engines. But you need to be able to determine who you're going to hire to do the best job for you. And that's where I see the most problem. Tell us a little bit more about the most problem in hiring the wrong person or hiring the wrong company to do 
a website? There are no guarantees. But if you approach a website developer with absolutely no knowledge of what goes into building your business presence, the odds of something going wrong are really high because you don't know how to evaluate what they're telling you. And there's also this other concept, the marketing behind the platforms like WordPress, Weebly, Squarespace, and a few other ones. They're all marketed as, oh, yes, you know, the average business owner can just pop in, you know, uh, purchase our product and build their company's website in a weekend. And that's just not true. (laughs) It's the sense that I get from people who approach me who already have a website is that they felt that it was just a clean swap of time, that they could do this themselves. They just didn't have the time to do it. Sort of like hiring a gardener or a dog walker. And I'm not diminishing the value of those services, but the reality is you can walk your own dog. You don't have the time, so you hire someone else to do it. And the marketing kind of devalues the knowledge and experience and expertise of someone who really knows how to do a great website. And so they tend to hire developers or designers based on the price because they don't understand the value of the talent involved in doing this website for you. Tell us about that value. How does that translate, especially to our therapists, as far as what a potential consumer of of their practice might be seeing as far as what that investment actually looks like? When people first come to me, the top question is, what can you do for me? After about an hour and a half conversation, they start to understand that it's not really about that. As I spend the time to learn about them and their needs, what their current situation is, And as we're talking about this, I'm asking them questions like, where's your domain name hosted? Where's your current website hosted? Are you doing social media, search engines? Do you edit your own website? And it just comes through the natural flow of the conversation. But they start to understand that there's a lot of value in my experience because I'm guiding them through the process. I'm not just saying, oh, okay, I sell... You know, and there, there's nothing wrong with this, but I sell a Squarespace package. You get five web pages and 10 pictures. And for a lot of people, that's perfectly fine. But my value comes in understanding what you're trying to do and customizing the end product to accomplish that. So it's going beyond just having some words and some pictures on a website. It's actually understanding the process and recognizing that there's a larger goal than just quote unquote, having a website. It's actually understanding the marketing behind it. But before we dig in too far, like there's, there's still an introductory question I want to ask because you recently rebranded and your company is Mulberry Web Design. And so where did Mulberry come from? What what is Mulberry Web Design like? Who is who is the company, or what is the company that we're we're talking about today? That's a really fair question because we've known each other for a long time. So you knew yes. me in my first life. In my first life, I doing the same thing, but just for different people. I was working uh, for corporations. I had a staff of thirteen. It was super fun. It was really engaging and busy and. There was a lot of stress and a lot of things to manage. But at the end of the day, toward the end of my 20 years, it was getting less and less rewarding. And I found that I wanted to work more directly with the individual. And that was 
hiring me and would be benefiting from what I did for them. And the only way to do that is to work directly with the company owner. So this isn't the only reason I closed the corporation and went in a different direction, but the direction I took was to evaluate what gave me more fulfillment out of my business than what I had previously had. And so, and you were instrumental in this. You sent some therapists my way and I got <laughs> to work direct, <laughs> I got to work directly with them and go through the process of understanding what they wanted to convey on their website, how they wanted to market themselves and develop their site for them. And I found myself really enjoying it. And so I just made the decision, this is who I'm working with now. This is what I want to do. And so I rebranded. I didn't want to use my old domain name or my old marketing material because I didn't want to work with who I was working with before. And I'm totally focused now on private practice. It's not exclusively for therapists. I might work with a dentist, for example, but it's all the individual private practice arena for me now. And it's like incredibly rewarding. I'm still curious about Mulberry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why the name? Okay. So yes. Well, I decided I decided to go in this direction. The pandemic kind of <laughs> stalled me out for a couple of months. But along about October, I was com- completely committed to this. And I had acquired another domain name and built out my website. And I just felt it didn't connect with people in a way that I wanted to. And so I went looking for another domain name. And like all business owners who do this, it's a, a horrible process. It's like looking for <laughs> seven seven needles in a haystack. I mean, you have to make sure the domain name is available, that you're not infringing on anyone's trademark, that you can get something simpler for all your social media channels, that you can trademark the name yourself. And so I, I worked through all of that. And I like the name Mulberry. It just sounded warm and personal to me. And all of those other factors fell into place. So that was my new business name. Can you tell us a little bit about what guides you? What's your mission and values that help you through your decision processes and how you go about? Like, help us understand why you're good people. I don't have a formal mission statement and I need one. But the reason I don't is because I've been the same person for the past 25 years, whether it was in my corporation or now with my new client base. And my mission is and always has been to make sure people really understand what they're purchasing so that they're not afraid of what they've purchased. So I am really focused on education and knowledge in addition to getting them the best end product I can possibly provide and that they're 100% happy. But that's what drives me is I, I don't sell widgets. I sell something that helps people in their business. And I can't do that if I don't understand them and they don't understand what they're asking from me. And as as far as my personal value, this might sound a little bit syrupy, but honestly, it's honesty. I live by the rule like, always tell the truth or at least never lie. And that sounds like it would be easy to do right up until the point where being honest creates an uncomfortable situation. And I'm still honest. So that is just one of my primary values, even if it risks not being the right fit 
for clients, so they don't hire me. And that's actually never happened, as far as I know. I find that being honest, even when it's uncomfortable, builds trust. That really resonates for me because that's been exactly how I see you. And that's why I've referred so many people to you. I I think in our first interactions, it was kind of both of us were working as consultants on other things and we were able to connect and and identify ways that you could support folks. And then I started working with you too. And it just like, it, it kind of kept, you know, kind of the dominoes kept falling. But for me, the thing that just really stands out is you'll be very direct, you'll be kind, but very direct around, well, this website is not helping you, Katie, we need to fix this. Or, <laughs> or you I know, don't any think of those things. how I put it. <laughs> here's, here's yeah. the dumpster fire that you're bringing me and here's what I can turn it into. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's, that's a little but bit I think closer it's, to my dead side manner. <laughs> yes, yes. But it was something where you're very direct and you're very honest. And I think to me that felt like such a relief because then if I, I wasn't guessing like, are you just trying to get my business? It was more, oh my gosh, like I didn't know what I didn't know. And now you're helping me to identify what I need to do to have a secure website, to have a website that converts, to have a website that actually makes sense together, that it's not cobbled together with just random ideas from my brain. Like to me, it seems like when I think about when someone comes to me and says like, I've got, you know, I need to go from a cookie cutter website to a customized website or my web developer bailed on me and I have this mess of a website. Like for me, invariably, the first question I think, can Cat help with this person? Will they be able to sit with the honesty? And most of my folks can, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I think... <laughs> They need to be able to to sit and say, do they actually want to fix this or do they want to be soothed and said, no, you're fine. I'll do this little bit of a fix and you'll be done. It's like, no, you want to actually make sure it's going to work and then it's going to follow good business principles and then it's going to to reach to their audience. So to me, I just I just had to kind of amplify that part of what you were saying because I truly see that it's it's honesty. I think there's a kindness behind it. Maybe your bedside manner is more, you have a dumpster fire, let's fix it. Well, I really appreciate that. But I want to expand on a little bit as well. If you're the dumpster fire kind of honest with people, that gives them the freedom to be honest with you. So Mm -hmm. if I'm doing something that isn't in line with what they felt they wanted or what they communicated to me, and a lot of times because I'm in tech and I kind of know a lot, it's intimidating. And so people are afraid to tell people who know a lot about a specific thing that I don't really like what you did. And so the Mm. way I communicate with them, it provides them the freedom to say, yeah, you know, that wasn't quite what I was looking for. And I want that so that I can fix the problem. Yes. I think that's really important. So I know this process uh, because I've gone through it myself as well as referred a lot of people to go through this process, but maybe you could just describe the process that you go through when you start with a new client. Well, there are two kinds of new clients. There's the new client that's just approaching me for a new website. They've got potentially a website that's just not working for them uh, marketing wise. And then there's the rescue client, whereas they're like, everything is a dumpster fire. I need help. (laughs) (laughs) They actually recognize the dumpster. But we'll start with the new client first because that's actually pretty fun. 
is I spend uh, an initial amount of time with them, learning about them and their business and what they're trying to achieve. I learn a little bit about what they've done in the past, what did and didn't work for them, and what specifics they already know about that they want in place for their new online presence. And then I'll go away and I'll do a proposal, a cost estimate for them, and I'll present them with the proposal. And I genuinely like to go over that so that they understand what they're reading. And if they decide to engage me, then the fun begins. And we start with what the design process is. And that's like creating your site map. So we talk about exactly what kinds of content that you want on your website. I do mood boards. And I can tell you that people love this process. That's where we're going through deciding on your color palette, what kinds of images are going to work on your website to present you as the business. And oddly enough, I find a lot of people change their mind about how they want to present themselves going through that process. In fact, one client of mine told me that she wanted to be high energy, bright pinks and yellows. And so I provided a mood board with that and also two other choices. And she really felt the other one of the other choices was actually who she was. She's like, this is way more appropriate for what I'm trying to do. So it's an important process. It helps you refine who you are as well. And then after those elements are done, we move on to wireframing, which is which elements appear on which page? How are you going to use your real estate? Which of your primary marketing messages are going to appear higher up above the folds or lower down the folds? And that's usually about a week-long process, depending on the scope of the project. You get four or five wireframes. By the time that's done, you really have a firm grasp on your content needs. So it makes it a lot easier for you to sit down and write your content because you have the site map, you know what you're going to be writing. You have how it's going to be displayed on your website so you know when you need really good headlines and short snappy little sections put on your homepage. So we go through that content process. When that's done, you actually don't see me for about four weeks. I go into production and then we enter into the review and evaluation process with you. So do we get everything right? Do you love what we did? What did we miss? What can we change that we might have missed to make it more perfect for you? And when the website is completely done, you're 100% satisfied with it then we move it to the hosting package on the host environment that you have chosen. And then we proceed to be available for anything else you might need. And I just want to make one clarification there because you said we move it to the hosting package. You use a development site that's password protected so that nobody's seeing the website until your clients are completely satisfied with it. You only upload it once they're totally satisfied with it. So it's not public view yet. 100%. It's not publicly viewable. During the first couple of weeks of production, we don't share that with the client. Seeing their website blown up makes them nervous. (laughs) But but by the time we... (laughs) They're like, oh gosh, does she really know what she's doing? By the time we get to the point where there's like, oh, we're not sure about this little piece or that little piece on an individual page, the client can then come in and start reviewing the website to get a a real sense of how the navigation flows, how the information that we had decided upon in the wireframing process, how that flows now that it's in 
an actual web page and they can take a look at the responsiveness. So they can compare it on their mobile phone, on a tablet, on a variety of different appliances. If they have them, just make sure that everything is A-OK. And then we enter into the review and revision process at that point. So that sounds like, you know, I'm remembering back to my days of first setting up my initial websites. And it sounds like it would have been so helpful to have that kind of a process there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Or those of us who might be in, in that rescue process sort of thing, what kind of a process does that look like with you if I was to come to you now and kind of have a a, a dumpster that is <laughs> in various forms of fire at its time? Nobody ever comes to me for a rescue that doesn't have their dumpster on fire. So it's just like, <laughs> that's a, otherwise, you know, what are we talking about here, right? It is a little bit different. I still have the same initial conversation with them but it isn't about what they need. It's about what predicament are you really in? And sometimes that might be very easy to resolve. Maybe their current developer has ghosted them for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe their website doesn't work on the back end. They can't edit it. There's a, uh, they've been hacked. There's, I, it would take us an hour to go through every problem that's ever presented to me. But I try to understand the situation and then I offered them two choices. I'm relatively experienced at this, so I can tell upfront whether or not I'm going to be able to help them. If I feel I can help them, then my next step is to see how much time involved will there be. And so I offered this service. It's called a technical evaluation. It's a set cost and it's not refundable. I download a backup of your website and I install it on a development server. And then I proceed to test it. And for example, a client that I'm currently working on can't edit her site. And I don't, I, I can believe that she has 37 plugins installed. Many of them are conflicting. She needs seven. Many of them are <laughs> conflicting. She, <laughs> this happens more often than you know, is that developers will try to solve a problem by installing a plugin. It doesn't work. Okay, I'm going to try installing another plugin. Oh, that one works but they never get rid of the other one. So we don't really know what we can delete to safely save the functionality that's still needed. By having it in a development environment, I'm able to do that. So I can go through and test all the functionality, delete what I think needs to be deleted, see if it breaks anything. And then I can provide a cost estimate for doing this on a live website. The reason why I do this this way and that the technical evaluation is not refundable is because it provides a nice break point. Potentially, the cost to fix the website is not going to bring them a return on investment. It's going to maybe even cost more than the original development. So this is a no harm, no foul. It's like, thank you for the information, but I don't want to proceed. And that's fair. So then we can talk about, would you like to have a new website and go through the fun process? Or potentially they want to, if it's a WordPress site, they want to move to Squarespace or something that's just a little bit more restricted environment where they can't get themselves into so much trouble. But otherwise, I would be guessing at what it would take to fix this website without that technical evaluation. And that can go horribly wrong. I might get halfway through it and think, oh, you know, I've only estimated half the time I need. So then you start to get into budget problems and you lose the confidence of the person you're working with. Well, why didn't you know that before? 
So that's why I insist on the technical evaluation. So when I come back to them, I actually know what I'm talking about. I didn't realize that that whole process happened. I know you've rescued a few websites that I've been, you know, either directly or loosely connected to. And it just is something where my experience of you is that you have, you'll jump to the process. And if if it's something that feels very urgent, you even go above and beyond and make sure that something can happen quickly. Obviously, that's not always yes, the case. Yes. But if you have if you have the bandwidth, you will jump immediately to a rescue and help someone keep their presence going if it's at all possible. So to me, that's that's a huge benefit because there's a lot of people that just don't understand what's going on and will try to just sell a new website and you're actually trying to see what's the best cost benefit. Right. This particular client that I'm working on, her initial investment was $12,000. Whoa. Our focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My focus is not to sell her another website. It no. looks fabulous. She's got a great uh, visual design. She's got a lot of content. So for us, the focus is how can I rescue my investment? I've had people come to me where they've spent $1,200 on a website. They're not going to spend 1500 to fix it. Exactly. Very good point. What makes you different from other web developers, would you say? I think there's a lot of really good web developers out there. I think that what makes me different is I engage with you on a personal level. So that might be a different experience from who you worked with in the past is you can imagine you call GoDaddy, you get a text. He doesn't know if you have three kids or two dogs, you know, or that you're about to go on vacation and something is really a high priority. He's like, well, well, you know, that's too bad for you. Whereas I tend to get to really know the individuals that I'm working with. And so I can help them. They, they, they're free to tell me. It's like, I've really messed up. I'm leaving in two days. I need help. And because we have this very personal relationship, I can juggle my schedule around and help them. And I want to help them in that way. So I think that might make me a little bit different than a lot of people that you might encounter in tech. Not everybody might uh, appreciate the approach that you take to this. Is there anybody who might not, as you identify it, be people that should work with you? I think that's a fair question. People who don't want to be involved in the process, that they are absolutely convinced that a website is a product that they purchase, and that's the end of it. That's the end of their relationship with the person who built it and the end of the transaction. I'll do that for sure. But oftentimes, those kinds of websites, the people who need them gravitate towards services like Squarespace, Wix, Weebly, these more structured environments. And that would not be a good fit with us, primarily because I don't do that. <laughs> but also, they, they might not see the value in what I do provide, which is this interpersonal relationship that goes on for years. Perhaps like the difference, you take your dog to an emergency clinic, you're very happy that those people are there and they're going to save your dog. But that's the end of the transaction. It's different than going to your regular veterinarian who wants to know about your dog so that, you know, he, he'll give you a call. Okay, it's time for your dog's blood work to make sure his medication is still working. So people need to want that to appreciate what I'm offering. And I think for me, what I've seen is that, and and I don't know that that there's, like, as far as my decision-making point, I think there are, are different needs. And the, the folks who I send to you oftentimes are, 
ready to work on the process. They're ready to have a customized website and they know that they are going to want to have someone they can trust to update or observe your the website over time. And, and you have the ability, at least correct me if I'm wrong, to pop in and, and continue to have that relationship. And, and you're very fair with, with how you charge for that, how you set that up. And, and I feel like the expectations are very clear. If someone wants either very transactional or a website that, that kind of just lives and doesn't need any of that tender loving care, so to speak, I think they may be okay with other folks, but I think you're for the individuals who are really dedicated to their business, want a customized website and having support that's expert support when it's needed, not just constant. Correct. Yep. Yep. That's a really good way of putting it. Although I will do a website and and I have a few websites where the client just needs this brochure site and doesn't want to pay too much attention to it. I'm just a better fit for you if you're looking for that other stuff that, you know, will you be there to support me as I develop my business and it's represented in my website? Then we're an ideal fit. So how do people get in touch with you? They can visit the website, mulberrywebdesign.com. All of the contact information is there. You can reach us by phone, by text, by email, or through the contact form. And you said you had a special offer for our audience, which is extremely generous. We are providing for listeners of this podcast a 10% off any and all of our services up to $250. And so that would apply to our technical evaluation if you're a rescue client, if it doesn't go through the entire 250, the rest of the discount is applied to the cost estimate. It would apply to new websites and any consultation you might hire us to do. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Well, thank you for having me, Katie and Kurt. It was fun. <laughs> so as we do in all Modern Therapist Consumer Guide episodes, and I guess all meaning this one, and then the last one, and then the ones we're planning to do. (laughs) (laughs) We like to do just a quick review of our own. What do you see as the deciding factors that someone should either go to CAT and Mulberry Web Design or not? I think a lot of it boils down to what do you want out of your website? And, you know, having the experience myself of working with CAT with our stuff and seeing just a lot of the depth and the knowledge that she has and how things work and being able to explain to us why the things are the way that they are has been very beneficial. And I feel completely overwhelmed sometimes in those conversations of like, (laughs) there's just so much that I don't know. And on the other hand, you know, sometimes there's, you know, a little bit more of kind of that do it yourself sort of feel that other people may be drawn to, but this is something where to, have goals with your website before you set out and start just doing stuff is really worth that deep thought process and is something that working with somebody like Kat, if you do want the depths of a website, if you want to not have to have that responsibility yourself, she is a phenomenal person that we have worked with. And I've really enjoyed her work on a little shameless plug for (laughs) mtsgpodcast.com. Well, and I think the the thing that that differentiates Cap for me is that there are there are folks who 
either help you do it yourself or kind of create cookie cutter websites or create custom websites, but on a platform that has a little bit more of a, the do it yourself vibe afterwards. And then there are folks kind of on the other end that do custom websites. And then, and you're almost not even involved in the process. Kat's like right in the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, she'll teach you the stuff that she knows that you can do so that you can get into your website and do stuff. She will, you know, kind of handle stuff and do things very quickly. If you have, if you need her to do the updates and during the whole process, she's really, she's sitting in the role of expert, but you're very involved. And so I think it's for folks like me where I know enough of the technical stuff to get myself in trouble. So Kat is safeguarding against me doing it myself <laughs> yep. at times, but then also allows for and, and helps us to be very skilled to do it. Uh, I, I think for anyone that has, something that they that is a little bit more complex like a podcast or products or different things there are some some things that you can do on your own that are not too hard but if you want it to look really uh sophisticated designed and it has some of these extra pieces cat's the person that you really should go to because she can make sure that the plugins aren't going to conflict she can make sure that your website works smoothly and understands all of it uh, from a very technical perspective i think for a straight ahead website if you want a really great customized one definitely go to cat but there are other options that if you don't need some of that extra functionality and 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 or want to try to do that functionality on your own which you know, for me is hours and hours of time. So I'd rather give it to Kat. I think the other piece and, and, and jump in here, Kurt, if you have other ideas, but I think it's, this is not for folks who don't want to invest in their website yet or, or want, or, or aren't really, it's just like, I need to have a website. I don't care what it looks like kind of thing. Like I think, especially when people are first starting out, some of these cookie cutter website places or, or creating, you know, kind of one pages attached to whether it's, platforms or, or directories or whatever, I think oftentimes that can get you started. But when you're really ready to have like a solid practice website, because you're wanting to, to up level or add people to your practice or whatever, I think you need to, 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 to have something more customized. Yeah. And again, this comes back to do what your goals set out for you and yeah. you know have a you don't have to have like the exact idea but being able to you know if you want a really robust website if you're really relying on a good strong web presence you know online therapy practice for everybody you're going to want to represent yourself well and that's going to be where some of that investment is worthwhile and having kind of this just be a plan like you know if you're first looking at starting out your practice and looking at where you're gonna spend those dollars like people are gonna look you up online and if you really want to put that best foot forward as far as here is a really robust website that represents how i practice do it yeah yeah so we won't belabor it too far but i think if you are looking at this kind of a website get on Kat's calendar and see if, if you, if you mesh with her, cause she is a really great web developer and she's very, she's very specific on how she works. And so you want to make sure that that works for you. It works great for me. I love working with Kat. Whenever I have a project with Kat, it makes me super happy. And I always am satisfied with what is turned out. Like she doesn't stop working on it and, until it's what I would like to see and, and happens to be able to bring together the vision that I have for what we want um, to light. So can't recommend Cat more. And uh, yeah, 
glad to have been able to do this interview with her. Till next time, this is the Modern Therapist Consumer Guide with Kurt Whithelm and Kate Renoy. Thank you for listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. Learn more about who we are and what we do at mtsgpodcast.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. 